on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. Tough night for the Brewers, losing to San Diego 7-0. They collect one, just one hit, a Colton Wong double with two outs in the eighth inning. That was the only thing separating the Brewers from being no hit tonight. Give credit where credit is due. Joe Musgrove, really, really good tonight. The Padres starter gives up just that one hit in eight innings, dropping his ERA to 1.64. Corbin Burns, not as good. Three and two-thirds innings, five runs on eight hits. Really didn't end up mattering because the Brewers just couldn't get anything done offensively. My name is Matt Pauley. Vinny Rotino will join us coming up in just a little while. We'll hear the post-game comments. The manager, Craig Council, will go back to the game with the highlights. And we'll hear from you. If you want to chime in, you can do so by calling or texting into the Acunet Mortgage Talk. A text line, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Brewers lose to the Padres' final score, 7-0. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. And the pitch. Voigt lines one to the gap in left center. This is trouble and going to bounce over the fence. One run is going to score for San Diego. A few more would score, too. 7-0 the final score as the Brewers fall to the Padres. Brewers' extra innings continues here on WTMJ. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, or tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's bring in former Brewer Vinny Rotino. Vinny, is uh, the Brewers collecting just one hit today? Is that more a credit to Joe Musgrove, who was really good, or is it more because of the Brewers right now really struggling from an offensive standpoint? A uh, combination. I would lean more towards the fact that Joe Musgrove's been pitching really well. I mean, the guys got a one six four ERA. I mean, he's kind of dominating the entire league. We saw this from him last year early on. He had a rougher second half of the season. Uh, he had some injuries, injury problems. Um, you can see the way that he kind of goes about it on the mound. That you can see that it's a little stress, a little more stress on the arm, just the way the arm all works together. Um, so I, yeah, I mean. He's just feeling obviously really good right now, really strong and just totally dominant. Eight innings, one hit, three walks, and six punch outs. And uh, he was never really not in command of this game. Uh, It seems as if he got stronger as the game went on. I'm sure he could have finished that game, but obviously you don't want want to push him too far into the pitch count. But uh, he he looked really good. Also, yes, testament to the Brewers, that's not – really doing much either um they got a lot of injuries a lot of key injuries um and and just a lot of empty at bats tonight as well so that that is kind of a theme at times with this team um looking to bounce back tomorrow obviously all right so you've kind of brought this up let's dig in on it a little bit the last four days have been a struggle for the brewers outside of the ninth inning yesterday now the ninth inning obviously yesterday covers up the blemish that was the first eight innings, but you think about the final two games uh, in Chicago, yesterday's first eight innings, and then today, it just there hasn't been a lot going right again at the plate for the Brewers. Uh, again, I, it's it's. I mean, outside of Jace Peterson, no one's really swinging the bat well, and it, 
So it's, it's contagious, right? So when, when a lot of guys are struggling, then, you know, more guys will struggle. And, and there's like a collective idea on the bench and in the dugout and stuff's like, man, we can't buy a hit or my goodness, this guy's dominating stuff like that. Those kinds of thoughts and feelings are literally going on in the dugout. And you gotta, you gotta have a guy or two break that. And Jace Peterson's done his job for the most part. You know, it doesn't help when your you know, number three hitter in Christian Yelich has a 683 OPS at this point. I mean, look, he's really struggling. And so everyone kind of feels that. Um, and so it is, it's just a collect hitting is more about the team in the end than it is about the individuals. It, it really is. It, that sounds really counterintuitive to say, because it is just one person against one pitcher, but there's a feeling that the team has in the dugout and on the on deck circle, like can't wait to get to the batter's box. You can't wait. All these guys can't wait to help and do their part in having a great at bat. And that's, what this team has showed at times, but right now they're just not hit like that. It's interesting because you're right. Like, so you feel like it's just a, a one-on-one matchup at any moment when a batter's at the plate and that there really shouldn't be momentum or team stuff connected. But I, th- I think you're right. Uh, that that it is very much connected in the momentum that does exist. And, you know, one at-bat can lead to the next at-bat. And when one guy's going good, the guy in front of him and the guy behind him might go good as well. Like, there is a lot to I don't know how you quantify that. I, I, I that's, that's hard to do. But I think you're probably right on that. And that's probably something that's not talked about very often. Yeah, you cannot quantify it. Uh, I often would say when I was scouting for the Rangers, I'm like, hey, Let's think about this player if he were in the Boston Red Sox lineup and when the Boston Red Sox are really good a few years back. It's like, okay, if he's hitting in Fenway in the middle of this order, how much better is this guy going to be? We're going to look pretty dumb if we trade this certain player. And then he goes over to Boston and rips off 140 RBIs because Mookie Betts is on base ahead of him every single time. And, you know, pitchers are scared. So the, that's the idea, right? So you get more stressful pitches out of that pitcher. He makes more mistakes. He, the stress and anxiety for a pitcher is paramount, right? So if you got runners on second and third and nobody out, what are you trying to do? You're trying to make perfect pitches to get out of that inning to make sure you don't give up any runs. Well, what happens when you try and be perfect at anything in life, let alone try and throw a little baseball across a 17-inch home plate? You're going to make mistakes over the middle. We saw what happens when major league hitters doesn't matter the stuff get pitches over the middle. We saw that tonight when Corbin Burns tried to do that. He got shelled all over the yard. Um, I mean, up to his standards, right? I mean, he gave up, uh, uh, you know, eight hits, which is like totally out of character for him just because balls are out over the middle of the plate. He, I thought the Padres approach against him. It was, I'm, you're going to do a better job explaining this than I am, but it felt like they were both patient and aggressive all at the same time. And it feels like those should be two very different things, but man, they, they forced him to throw a lot of pitches, but also at the same time, they took their hacks and they knew when to go after them. Yeah, it, was, it, it certainly seemed like a different San Diego Padres offense tonight than I've seen in the last couple of weeks because – I'm not a fan of this team in terms of like, I think they're playing way over their skis right now, just because I do think this offense for the Padres kind of stinks quite frankly, but they didn't look like they stunk very much tonight. Right. I mean, they were, they were in every at bat, like you said, Matt, that was, they were 
taking pitches that were outside of the zone. They weren't chasing much, and then they were waiting for Corbin to make that mistake over the middle. Now, I will say this. I think Corbin, the reason why he is so good is because of that command. I I think that we take his command for granted because we're just so used to him hitting spots and nailing spots every single time out. Last year, he won the Cy Young doing it. Some starts this year, he has not been nailing spots. I think he's given up nine home runs. He gave up seven all of last year. So that's a testament to him making mistakes out over the middle of the plate. In 2019, we saw him make mistakes out out over the middle of the plate, and he was the worst starter in all of baseball. Now, he's not going to get back to that level because he made some drastic changes to the way that he throws, for one, mechanically, and two, the mental side of of the game. So we're not going to see that version of him, but we are seeing him make mistakes out over the middle a little bit more often. And again, it doesn't matter who it is. Uh, they're going to get hit at the major league level. So um, I, I, I agree with you that the Padres looked better, but I also think I'm ta- what I'm, my takeaway from tonight is that how important command is for even Corbin Burns. Um, that, that's kind of my takeaway. So we look at all these numbers after a game, especially when it comes to usage from a pitcher, and you know, how many times he throws it, how many times he gets strikes on it, how many times he gets swings and misses. And a lot of times it can kind of be information overload, and we're trying to kind of navigate through it, trying to figure out what's important and what's not important. Tonight, for me, this is really easy. He gets 23 swings on the cutter tonight, and only three of them are a swing and a miss. I don't know if I have ever seen that from him. Three of 23 swing and misses on the cutter. Like that, that tells you everything. It does. Yep. Another great point. Yes. Because we've seen that number in the 15, 16. I mean, we've seen him throw 60 cutters in a game and get 20 swings and misses on that pitch at times, which is, which is crazy because hitters know it's coming and that's how much it's moving. And that's how well it's played at home plate right and so that's the idea um but he just was off stuff was flat it was out over the middle of the plate and so i think i think this is the other thing that people don't understand like as a hitter and as an offensive group you can feel that from the opposing pitcher if he has his stuff tonight if he is flat what's his mound presence like what's his demeanor is he that confident i'm gonna strike you out it doesn't matter who's hitting like that's what we've seen from corbin in the past and and he is still that don't don't get me wrong i think he's just off tonight he's a little flat and i think i think the san diego Padres offense sensed that from him and therefore zeroed in on a certain location in order to take advantage of it so update on Luis Urias, and for people listening, we'll, uh, we'll run Craig Council's comments coming up later on the program. But Council says, quote, from getting jammed, his thumb is swollen and starting to affect his grip on the ball. He's been grinding through it, and you can kind of deal with it when you're hitting, but when it starts affecting your throwing, we've got to say that's enough. And he got pulled out of the game after he committed the air, throwing over to first base. Uh, they need him, but more importantly, Vinny, like, Guys are just falling right and left right now. And, and Willie Adamas is really close to coming back. If this is something more with Urias, I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, be back as soon as tomorrow, cut that rehab stint short and get him back here. But the bigger point here is this team is just dealing with so many injuries right now. It, it's really it, it's really bad, actually. Right? I mean, you, get, you lose two of your three top starting pitching arms and these guys are Cy Young award candidates when they're right 
and then you lose uh, Willie Adamas, you lose Hunter Renfro. Now you're going to lose Luis Arias. Hopefully it's a, a day or two, I hope. Um, but it is – that's not good, right? I mean, right now you have – Right now you have no Omar Narvaez. What's the update on him? I mean, he's really swinging the bat well. Um, and so you and, – and Colton Wong is really struggling. So, I mean, like the names in the lineup that I'm looking at and then the guys that are our regulars that are healthy are really struggling. So the, the offense is looking really anemic right now, and it's because of the injuries, and then some of these guys just need to step it up as well. Last thing for you, would you ever wear bright yellow catcher's gear? <laughs> I saw I saw your did you tweet about that like yeah, I did. Corbin Burns eyes yeah I saw that that was hilarious um no I was very I was very not uh like flashy I guess but um no I would not wear that gear that was terrible <laughs> my my tweet by the way was uh here's why Corbin Burns is not as sharp as normal with Caratini's new catcher's gear it's like staring right into the sun on every match I, that is hilarious. I, I really laughed at that, Matt. I do want to bring one thing up really quick. So yeah. let's just let's just monitor and and talk about at some point that Corbin Burns wasn't sharp tonight. He was sharp the last time out, but let's just monitor that it's not a six man rotation anymore, right? So there's not yeah. as much rest. So I don't know. I I just know that he won the Cy Young Award last year on a six man rotation rest schedule. So let's just monitor that and take a look at that. Well, look, if if his production goes down and you're the Brewers, whether it's Jason Alexander, whether it's Ethan Small, whoever it might be, once you get Brandon Woodruff back, which should be relatively soon, don't you just stick with six, whoever that six I guy will, happens to be? I love the six-man rotation. I thought it was so innovative. I thought it took a lot of guts and it just it took a lot of guts for the front office and Craig Council to implement that. It's never been done before, and I think – it, it, it really impacted every guy in the rotation and they pitched the best years of their entire careers last year yep. with the exception, maybe Woodruff was he better the year before. But so uh, you got to consider doing it again. Yeah, I think so. All right, Vinny, good stuff. We'll talk again tomorrow. Sounds good, Matt. Talk to you there. Uh, Vinny Rotino joining us. We'll uh, get the news in two minutes. We've got more coming up after that. This is Brewers extra innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Parker looking in here to Grisham. The pitch, and that's a called third strike, and there's the first big league strikeout for Luke Barker. Fastball at 91. It got the outside edge, and they'll save that baseball for Luke Barker. Yeah, that's the highlight of the game, right? Luke Barker making his major league debut, and for those of you who maybe don't follow along with prospects and uh, are not really following along on social media, he's kind of a Brewers Twitter celebrity just in the sense that he's never been a, a big-time prospect, but he's always really excelled in the minor leagues, has moved up the system, and Brewers fans, uh, many of them have been calling for him to get an opportunity. He finally gets that opportunity, and tonight uh, he was pretty good uh, giving the team a couple no-hit innings, so good for Luke Barker. Certainly uh, the one positive maybe coming out of this game today. Brewers lose to the Padres 7 nothing. A text message from Doug. He says, one pitcher lived up to the pitcher duel tonight. Too bad it was the wrong one, but it happens. Not shocking that they almost got no hit. The lineup looks anemic right now, specifically big names. Yelich, McCutcheon, Kane, little production. Need to get Adamas and Renfro back quick. Hope it helps. Yeah, offensively, 
Look, you've heard me say it before. Like, batting average is not the end all and be all. You don't judge guys just on batting average. You're looking at slugging percentage and OPS and ability to drive in runs and home runs and everything else. But if we're just looking at batting average right now, Colton Wong, 228. Christian Yelich, 223. Andrew McCutcheon, 209. Um,. Lorenzo Cain, 175. Even some guys who have come up with some hits recently, a Victor Caratini, who I think is having a nice offensive season, he's hitting 215. We've talked so much about Tyrone Taylor and what he's done. He's at 237. A lot of that is because of a slow start. Obviously, he's been hitting well lately. Uh, a Jace Peterson, who had a slow start, is at 237 as well. I mean, this team is hitting 231 as a team. Although San Diego, not much better. They're hitting 234 as a team. They need to get healthy. They need to get healthy. They need Willie Adamas back. They need Hunter Renfro back. They need guys to be able to go back to the roles they have been in and not force players to kind of play out of position. I don't know if you – know, we'll see what happens with Luis Urias. Manager Craig Council seems concerned about uh, his ability to throw right now. So he, he may be somebody that if it's not impacting him at the plate – you might have to DH him a little bit here moving forward, but then that's going to put other players in other positions, maybe take another bat out of the lineup. It's just, it's not great. It's not great right now from an offensive standpoint, and it's really hard to evaluate if this is kind of who they are or if this is because of the injuries. I can't evaluate that. I think it's more about the injuries than anything else, but there are certainly a number of individuals who you're expecting to do more than they are doing right now. We will get those post-game comments from manager Craig Council. That's on the way next. The Brewers lose to the Padres, 7 nothing the final. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. If it was a ball outside or low, whatever it may be, Colton Wong to right deep off the wall. Yes, it will get off the wall. Wong in the second base for the double. There's your Brewers offense for the night, at least their only hit. They were able to draw a few walks, uh, Musgrove issuing three walks tonight. So just a handful of base runners. The Brewers got uh, a runner aboard as well on a, on a hit by pitch. But, yeah, outside of that, uh, whew, not not much doing from an offensive standpoint. Joe Musgrove, his ERA, by the way, it drops in this game clearly with eight scoreless. He came into the game with a 1.86 ERA. He drops it to 1.64. That's now number one in the National League. The exact opposite happening with Corbin Burns. Burns enters the game with a 1.95 ERA and it, uh, it bounces up to 2.50. So it's going to take Burns a little bit of work to get that ERA back below two if he does uh, want it to get there. Manager Craig Council met with the media just a little while ago, opened up by talking about the performance that we saw from San Diego starter Joe Musgrove. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought his, <clears throat> he was good. He was His breaking ball was really sharp, and I think his breaking ball um, kind of sets up everything. Um, Got ahead of the hitters a lot, and that just that put the hitters in a bind, obviously. Um, and he just executed a lot of pitches, and the breaking ball was was really good tonight. What about for Corbin? That's kind <clears throat> of shaky, maybe as we've seen him. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't didn't think he executed a lot of pitches essentially, and then they were um, they did a nice job when they got a ball to hit. They put good swings on it and, and hit it hard. So um, just not his night. Was it just a, like, cutter command issue for him? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was probably the pitch that hurt him tonight, yeah. 
any way of knowing right now about Wicho and his thumb? That's yeah, he, he's so he's been kind of battling this for a while here. He's just from getting jammed, his thumbs swollen essentially, and um, it, it just it started to affect the grip on the ball. Essentially, you know, is, is where we we got to. Um, he, he's been kind of grinding through it, and <clears throat> but it's. You know, it, it, you can kind of deal with it in your hitting, but then it starts to affect your throw, and then we gotta, we gotta, you know, say that's enough. Have you been hit with such a string of these things? Is, is this just a product, probably, of playing this many games and, and without a single break? Well, no, I mean, I, I think we're, you know, we're it's a little misfortune, and um, obviously the the. The lack of days off doesn't help, but I, I don't think that's. We're still going to have. We're not going to have multiple days off. We're going to get. We're going to get one day off here, so um, it's not the end all. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're. I think you know we're getting guys banged up. We, we're there's no rest here. There's multiple games in a day, um, so it, it contributes. But it's a little string of bad luck as much as anything. Good to see Luke just come in and throw yeah. strikes like he did. Yeah, he did great, man. A great debut. He should be really proud of himself, how he pitched. Um, happy for a guy that's really had to perform and grind to get here. Um, and he, he had a nice night, and he, he should be really happy with how he pitched. Yeah, Luke Barker, again, I said it earlier, that's the highlight of the game for the Brewers. And um, in the minor leagues, like they're, you're either a prospect or you're not a prospect. And if you are a prospect, you are going to be given every opportunity to succeed, every opportunity to move up the system. When you got drafted, you got a bunch of money. Like there's, there's a lot invested in you by an organization. So if you are considered a prospect and there's some money in you, you're gonna, doors are going to open up and you're going to be able to continue to progress a little bit easier. If you're not considered a prospect, that's when, and I'm not saying the prospects don't earn everything they get, but if you're not one, you really have to earn everything that you get. And that kind of defines Barker's path through uh, the minor leagues and to finally get this opportunity. It's a really, really cool story. And we've seen a few of those over the last few days. Like the uh, Outside of Ethan Small, these other pitchers who have been debuting for the Brewers kind of follow that path. They haven't been big-time prospects, but they've been able to battle their way through. Jason Alexander was, uh, was, was like that. I mean, it's just... Um, yeah, and it's, it's fun to see. I appreciate it. I love those stories. I love the, the undrafted guys who just battle their way through the minor leagues and eventually make their way uh, to the big leagues the way we saw with, uh, with the Jason Alexander earlier. All right, uh, we will go back through the game with the highlights. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get here, go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 7-0, the Brewers fall to the Padres pitching matchup tonight on paper. It was a really good one. Corbin Burns on the mound for the crew. Joe Musgrove getting a start for the Padres before the game. A couple pitchers who were in the Cy Young conversation, a couple pitchers with sub-2 ERAs. The night goes better for Musgrove than Burns. Padres score first. It happens in the top of the first inning with two outs. Manny Machado walks, then Eric Hosmer gets a base hit. Puts runners on at first and second for Luke Voigt. And the pitch. Voigt lines one to the gap in left center. This is trouble and going to bounce over the fence. One run is going to score for San Diego. 
Padres double their lead an inning later in the second. With one out, Trent Grisham, the former Brewer, gets a double. And with two outs, it's Jerickson Profar standing in. And the pitch, line to right. This is going to get another run home. Grisham around third. He's going to score. And that one getting by Caratini. But Profar will hold. 2-0. The Padres have the lead on the Brewers. It felt like Corbin Burns kind of locked in in the third inning. Strikes out Eric Hosmer. Strikes out Luke Voigt after Nomar Mazara reaches on a throwing air by Luis Urias. It's Hassan Kim at the plate. The ball and two strikes on Kim. The pitch, a swing and a miss. And a curveball down and away. And Corbin Burns strikes out the side here in the top of the third. So any thought, though, that he had it locked in and would have a deep night, all those thoughts kind of came to an end in the fourth inning. First off, Pablo Reyes comes into the game to replace Luis Urias. We later learned that he's dealing with a left thumb issue, some discomfort in there. So he left because of uh, some throwing issues. The inning gets started okay for Burns. He gets Trent Grisham to uh, fly out, but then he issues a walk to Austin Nola, and he gives up a base hit to Jerickson Profar. So runners on at first and second for Jake Crowenworth, who strikes out, and it brings up the always dangerous Manny Machado. Burns looking in, has what he wants from Caratini. The pitch is a high fly ball deep left. Yelich onto the warning track, to the wall. He looks up, it is gone. Three-run home run for Manny Machado, and it's a 5-0 Padres lead. Eric Hosmer would reach on an air. Luke Voigt would get a base hit, and that would end the day for Burns. Holby Milner would come in, and uh, he would get out of the inning, but still the three-run home run for Manny Machado gives the Padres a 5-0 lead. They add to that lead in the fifth inning. Trent Grisham, again, he doubles against his former team, then steals third after Austin Nola is hit by a pitch. Jerks and Profar comes up. Outfield shades to right the pitch. Bouncer hit back up the middle. This is going to get to center for a base hit. It is now 6-0 San Diego on the base hit by Profar and an RBI. Jake Cronenworth would strike out, but that would end the day for Hobie Milner. Trevor Kelly then comes in, strikes out Manny Machado, and it remains a 6-0 game. Brewers make them really the most noise they make in the entire game in the uh, sixth when they get a couple on with one out. Colton Wong walks and then Pablo Reyes walks. So runners on at first and second. Christian Yelich grounds into a fielder's choice where Reyes is out at second. So runners on at the corners, two outs, and it's Andrew McCutcheon. 2-2 pitch coming. Here it is. McCutcheon is swinging a miss. Musgrove, when he needed a strikeout, he got it. Big one to McCutcheon. Yeah, that was the kind of night it was. Cool moment in the top of the seventh inning. Luke Barker makes his Major League debut as he starts to pitch for the Brewers. The first batter he faces off against is Trent Grisham. Barker looking in here to Grisham. The pitch, and that's a called third strike, and there's the first big league strikeout for Luke Barker. Fastball at 91. It got the outside edge, and they'll save that baseball for Luke Barker. They'll... Barker ends up throwing two no-hit innings, really a nice debut for him. Brewer still had not collected a hit against Joe Musgrove going into the eighth inning as Musgrove was getting to 100 pitches. First battery faces in the eighth, Victor Caratini. He lines out to Cronenworth. It was a hard hit ball, but the play is made, so that's the first out. 
Then Lorenzo Cain flies out. At that point, two outs. That pitch count continuing to move in an upward direction, well past 100 pitches at this point for Musgrove, and he faces off against Colton Wong. If it was a ball outside or low, whatever it may be, Colton Wong to right deep off the wall. Yes, it will get off the wall. Wong in the second base for the double. Only hit of the night for the Brewers. Pablo Reyes grounds out to end the inning and end the day for Joe Musgrove, but the Brewers do not get no hit. Miguel Sanchez comes on to pitch for the Brewers in the ninth inning. He uh, gives up a one-out triple to Jose Azokar. Next hitter after that is Hassan Kim. Playing a base hit to right by Hassan Kim. And another run is in. It's 7-0. San Diego now. Kim with a base hit in the right. And that is the final score, 7-0. Padres improve to 31-21, while the Brewers, they drop to 33-21. Winning totals for the Padres, 7 runs, 13 hits, no errors. They leave 11 for the Brewers, no runs, 1 hit, 2 errors, and they leave 5. Winning pitcher Musgrove, he's 6-0. Burns takes the loss, he drops to 3-3. Home run Machado, his ninth game lasting three hours and three minutes, played in front of a crowd of 30,019 people here at American Family Field. We'll take a break. We'll come back, give you some scores from around baseball, and get you set for game number three of this four-game series tomorrow. That's up next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Brewers lose to the Padres. The Brewers getting shut out this year for a fifth time. They are now 4-5 and in shutouts, meaning uh, they have shut out their opponents four times, and they have been shut out five times. Welcome back in. Brewers Extra Innings starting to uh, wrap things up here on WTMJ. Let's go ahead and take a look at scores from around the NL Central. Cardinals all over the Cubs at Wrigley this afternoon. 14-5 to was the final. They hit a whole bunch of home runs. Paul Goldschmidt hit his 12th. Corey Dickerson hit his first two of the year. Nolan Gorman back in the lineup. He goes deep. Lars Newt Barr hitting a home run for St. Louis. They had Miles Michaelis on the mound. He wasn't especially effective in five innings, four runs on eight hits, um, but uh, the, that, it was fine with the number of runs that the Cardinals were scoring today. The Cincinnati Reds, they lose to the Washington Nationals. 8-5 was the final. Mike Minor four innings, five runs on six hits. Joey Votto and Tommy Pham do go deep for the Reds. Votto is fourth. Pham his sixth of the year. The Pirates lose to the Diamondbacks. 8-6. JT Brubaker drops to 0-5 as he goes four innings, allowing six runs, five earned on eight hits. Around the Brewers minor league system, a lot of eyes on AAA Nashville. Willie Adamas was there. Hits a home run, going one for three. Also draws two walks, and Nashville gets the win at Durham by an 8-4 score. Elsewhere, Biloxi loses at Pensacola 9-8 in walk-off fashion. At high A, the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers win tonight over Peoria 7-4 and the doubleheader for the Carolina Mudcats. They wrap up a suspended game, winning at Lynchburg 7-4. And then in the nightcap, Lynchburg comes back with a 6-1 victory. By the way, standings in the NL Central right now with the Brewers losing and the Cardinals winning. The Brewers lead in the division. It is down to two games. Brewers and Padres are going to play game three of this four-game series coming up tomorrow. It's going to be a battle of two left-handers. The Brewers will have left-handed pitcher Aaron Ashby on the mound, one and three. 
2.70 ERA, while the Padres are going to uh, go with a good young left-hander in Mackenzie Gore. He comes in with a 3-1 record and a 1.71 ERA. 3-10 first pitch coming up tomorrow. That means that network coverage is set to begin at 2.35. I'll be with you before the game at 2 o'clock for Brewers warm-up, and then I'll be back with you after the game for another edition of Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ.